0: whatever so i'm just yeah, yeah. Hey good morning everyone and welcome to Bridgewater Church online. Our online family is so important to us. You are important to us and I'm glad that we're together whether it's Sunday morning or whether we connect through the week. And guess what? You know this. We're back in our series Keep Knocking. How's your prayer life been? Last week we were challenged with not just To give thanks, but to be grateful. Wow, I've been trying to practice that. That's a whole nother level of prayer. But I want to help us dig deep into something else that is essential to prayer. I want to talk about what it means to please God daily. Have you ever thought about that? I'm not talking about praising God daily. My my wonderful friend, Pastor Liz, and I were talking about that. And, you know, it's easier to praise God. But what about please God? In fact, Philip Brooks, a pastor from the 1800s who has been a, a challenging mentor to me, even though he's been long in the presence of God in heaven, he once wrote this. He said, do not pray for easy lives. Pray to be stronger people. Do not pray for tasks equal to your powers. Pray for powers equal to your task. Then the doing of the work shall be no miracle, but you shall be the miracle. Every day you shall wonder at the richness of life which has come to you by the grace of God. Do you see? how important it it is to be intentional when we pray, not just to give God our request, but to say, God, in the midst of all these things that I'm trying to work out, God, in the areas where I need your wisdom, the most important thing for me is to pray that you give me power you give me purpose, you give me the passion that I need to live out your will, to please you in all things. I'm telling you, if you and I start praying like that, our prayers are going to change because we're going to change. And I want to I want to ask you to go to the next level. Let's do it. Let's make a decision that we're actually going to go to this new level. After all, that's what the Apostle Paul challenged us with. Let's let's read it. 1 Thessalonians 5, 16 through 18. This is our theme. Rejoice always. Pray continually. Give thanks in all circumstances. For this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. Now, Now, let's just recap a minute. We've said that Paul told us Keep knocking and rejoice always. Then, the Apostle Paul said to us, Keep knocking and give thanks constantly. Now today, I want to talk about what it means to not only rejoice always, in fact, I left one out, to pray continually and to give thanks constantly. But let's talk about... The motivators we need in order to please God daily. Okay, here's this first part. In fact, let, let, let's do this. Let's divide this verse up into three sections. Here's how it should look for us For this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. Can you do that with me? For this is God's will for you, in Christ Jesus. Our first prayer motivator is simply this. We, we must realize that prayer unlocks God's purpose for our lives, and the key to this door is found in that first part of the phrase, for this is God's will. Now, when we talk about God's will, it's important to understand that that the will of God goes beyond our own desires. Literally, what it says in this Greek language is to assign the power of God to a prayer. Have you ever thought of it like that? You're praying for something and God goes, let's assign, let's really assign my will, my purpose for you, In what you're asking for me. Jesus is a great example of that. John 6, 40, Jesus prayed this prayer. And he said to his disciples, For my Father's will is that everyone who looks to the Son and believes in him shall have eternal life, and I will raise them up at the last day. Now notice what Jesus said. He said, for my Father's will is that everyone who looks to the Son would believe in him for eternal life. What was Jesus' purpose for coming to this world? It was to fulfill God's will that if everyone would believe in Jesus, whoever would believe in Jesus, would in fact be able to have eternal life. Now, let's just just break that down. Let's, Let's funnel that down to the prayers that you're praying. Are you praying in such a way that you're saying, God, I want your will to be done. You're asking God to assign his purpose to each and every prayer. For this, God's assignment is his will, God's purpose in your life. Now, the reason that this is so crucial is because so often when we pray, we're praying more like we want to assign our will to an answer to prayer. And I I need to really get get on us as uh, believers. If you've been walking with Jesus any time at all, we kind of use God's will as a cliché. We really do. We go, if it's God's will. We're a little flippant with that. I mean, are you honestly in such an intimate relationship with God that you not only believe that God's will is something you want to live out and please Him with no matter what? Is, is that where you're at? No matter what, I want God to be pleased with my decisions because it is his will, then part two, if you're praying that way, do you believe by faith that God will work out his will in your life? Or are you trying to take a, a, a round peg and cram it into a square hole that makes you feel better that makes me feel listen this isn't just about you this is about me too i do that at times i want god if it's your will and god's going down oh, no, that way really if it's my will then we've got to do some things differently let's let's just turn the page over and write a new script this is powerful stuff because our first prayer motivator is this prayer unlocks God's purpose or His will for our lives if we're, are you ready, serious about it. I can't help but think of an old story. You know, I love to tell them. And I I think about the incredible prayer warrior, George Mueller. George Mueller in the 1800s established a children's orphanage Where he said, We're just gonna pray for God's will to be done, and we're never even going to ask for uh, a request of money. Do do you see? Do you see what just happened with that? He prayed God's will, and then he lived God's purpose. I love the story where uh, they're out of milk and they're praying. In the middle of the night, they're praying for milk for all of these kids. Is it really a coincidence that the milk wagon broke down right in front of the orphanage? There's a knock on the door about 5 a.m. And the, the, the owner says, do you need milk? Now, come on. Is that a coincidence? I'm asking you right now. I'm, I, in fact, there's a part of me that just wants to stop maybe you too but I I just I just want to stop and go listen if we'll just live this out right now stop praying God's will like it's a cliche we're talking about God's purpose that no matter what we pray we not only believe that God can do it but we want God's purpose to be lived out in our lives. And the conduit for that is prayer. Okay, now let's go to the next piece. Now remember where we're at. He's saying, for this is God's will. Did you know how huge these two words are? This is God's will for you. For you. Here's our our next prayer motivator. Prayer energizes God's passion to live life. Now our first uh, motivator, prayer unlocks God's purpose for our lives. That flows right into prayer energizes God's passion to live life or for our lives. Here's what I mean by that. I Do you mind if I have a little fun with the Greek language? I, I hope so, okay? So the word for is a huge connector. If you were reading this in the Greek, it is for or concerning your life. The word for in the Greek language translated into English sounds like this word, ice. The word for in Greek sounds like the word ice. Now when I think of ice, I think of something hard. I think of something Cold and frosty, okay? Now, literally the word for isn't cold. It's not frigid. Here is what the word for means in the Greek, or ice. It means far more exceeding, so much more. I love this part. The word for means I'm moving you. God says, I'm moving you towards something a new discovery if you will trust me I love classic rock music are are you ready this is how crazy I got when I wrote this uh, message I don't think Paul if he was linking his meaning for the word for or ice I don't think he'd choose foreigner 70s song you're as cold as ice Instead, I think he'd choose the 80s song by Glenn Frey, The Heat Is On. Isn't that cool? That's exactly what Paul is saying. He's saying, listen, your relationship with Christ, it's not supposed to be lukewarm. It's not supposed to even be cooling off. It's not supposed to be, wow, as cold as ice. Paul is saying, when you and I are praying, We're not only praying God's purpose for our lives. We're praying God's passion to live our lives and the heat is on. That's what he's saying. I need you to remember it. Do you see how hard I'm working at that? I need you to understand this. That God is working, now get this, for passionately he is heating up The direction that we're going when we pray intentionally, and he's doing it for you. Don't you ever think you're not loved. Don't you ever begin to think that God has bailed on you. See, here's here's the struggle, okay? It's like a big pothole I fell into uh, uh, a couple days ago. My pothole on prayer, isn't that good? My my prayer pothole is this. When I think God's taking too long or I think that God isn't going to give something that I need, all of a sudden I begin to question whether God really loves me. I think it's natural, don't you? Don't, don't you think that there are times where you go, God, are you really there? Are you really involved? Please understand what Paul is telling us, Paul is saying that as we rejoice always, as we pray without ceasing, pray continually, as we give thanks constantly, as we choose to be grateful, this is God's will for us, that we keep knocking. This is God's purpose for you that you understand that you're not alone. God has a plan for your life. But come on now, let's quit blaming God for so many things we don't like. Instead, we need to get on our knees. We need to actually get with a friend and and, and start digging deep, praying that God would just uh, unleash these incredible requests that we have to do His will and discover His purpose and to receive God's passion. That's how Paul writes in Ephesians chapter 3, verses 14 through 21. He says, For this reason I kneel before the Father, from whom every family in heaven and on earth derives its name. I pray that out of his glorious riches he may strengthen you with his power through his Spirit in your inner being, So that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith. And I pray that you, being rooted and established in love, there it is, may have power together with all the Lord's holy people to grasp how wide and long and high and deep is the love of Christ. And to know this love that surpasses knowledge, that you may be filled to the measure of all the fullness of God. Here it comes. I love this part. Now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine, according to his power that is at work within us, to him be the glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations forever and ever. Amen. We keep knocking in prayer because prayer is the conduit where we discover God's purpose for our lives and we are given the passion to live the life that God has created for us. Please understand, God loves us so much that he wants us to discover his will for each of our lives, his will for you. Which leads to this. I've been building up for this. I can't wait for this last piece. Here's the third prayer motivator. Prayer connects our power to the giver of life. Let's just review. Prayer unlocks God's purpose for our lives. Prayer energizes God's passion to live life. And then prayer connects our power to the giver of life. I want you to see that this is full circle. This is full circle. Uh, Understand, he's saying we pray for God's will. God shows us his purpose. God reveals his passion so that we can actually live out God's purpose. But then God literally gives us power. You hear all the time about renewable energies, right? We're all about renewable energies in the world today. I'm for that. But you know what the most ancient renewable energy is? It is the power of God's spirit to continually fill us to overflowing, to move forward. Remember, God is moving you toward something, and that leads to this last part, in Christ Jesus, okay? This is God's will for you, In Christ Jesus. We tackled the word in last week. It identifies a fixed position in location, time, or situation. So let me unpack this. Specifically, Paul says this. You and I can stay tethered. You and I can stay tethered to God's will in all situations, in all seasons. When I think about this Greek wording and what it means, I think about some of these uh, uh, movies about space. I could never do it. Have you ever seen it where they get outside the, the spacecraft and they're tethered to the craft and then all of a sudden something breaks and you see some person waving goodbye out in space? That's actually what happens to us in our spiritual space if we don't stay tethered to God, in, tethered to Christ Jesus. And specifically, here is what he's saying. When we are in Christ, the literal Greek wording means we're connected to God consistently through prayer, and he is constantly up in our business. Now stop, stop right there. This is huge. I think a lot of uh, the times when people pray, they're praying in such a way they don't want God up in their business. Come on, are you with me? They, They don't want God. I don't want God up in my business. I want to pray for the things that I can easily praise God for. But praising God and pleasing God are two different things. And what Paul says is, It is God's will for you to keep knocking, to rejoice, to pray without ceasing, and to uh, give thanks and be grateful at all times. This is God's will for your life. Why? Because God wants to stay up in our business. He wants to continually work with us to move us forward in His direction. And I have a question. Whose direction are we going in right now? Are we just using God's will as a cliché? so that we feel spiritual about it? Are we saying to our friends, hey, I prayed about that, but we didn't really pray God's will. We prayed our will. We didn't want to have to change and become what God wants us to be. That's That's the whole reason for prayer, is to change us and transform us so that we'll move in God's direction and remain in Christ. So that Jesus can give us, this is this third motivator, the power to constantly be renewed and we can be transformed. That's exactly what prayer is about. Did you know that God loves you so much? He doesn't want to leave you where you are. God doesn't want to leave me where I am. He's saying, you're never too old for this. Come on. We need to understand God's purpose, God's passion, so that he can constantly connect us through his power. And that is why we pray. Now, when I think about this, this other, there's another key piece to this. Literally, the Apostle Paul says that when we are in Christ, Jesus is our intermediary. Literally, if you were to unpack this word in Christ, this phrase, you would see that it also means that that God doesn't only want us to do His will, but He's given Jesus to stand in the gap for us. Because by now, after listening to this, to this message, you may be thinking, this is too much for me. I can't do this. And you're right. You can't. You can't say yes to the things God wants you to say yes to. You can't say no to the things that, that God says, don't do that. Don't be in that relationship. Don't do that thing. Let's let's break that bondage. We need, every one of us needs the help of God. God. Romans chapter 8, 31 through 34, the apostle Paul wrote this. What then shall we say in response to these things? If God is for us, who can be against us? He who did not spare his own son, but gave him up for us all. How will he not also along with him graciously give us all things? Who will bring any charge against those whom God has chosen. It is God who justifies. Who then is the one who condemns? No one. And this is so incredible. Christ Jesus who died more than that who was raised to life is at the right hand of God and is also interceding for us. Oh, come on. Let me me just recap this. This is so simple and so strategic. It's essential. We keep knocking in prayer because God wants us to discover his will specifically for our lives so that we can remain in Christ Jesus. He gives us purpose. He inspires us with passion. And he gives us the power continually To walk in his favor. It can seem so overwhelming. But God is right here. And Jesus intercedes for us. So that we remain in him. You and I are not alone. As long as we will stay tethered to Christ and pray. Um, I love the story of a ship that had been traveling across the seas and they were trying to get to South America. They were out of all their supplies and of course you know this, one of the most supplies we can ever, most important supplies we can ever have is water. And so they came uh, into the part of uh, the continent and and, in this geography where they finally saw a ship and they, they cried out can you please spare some water we've been on the sea so long and we're all out of water we need it, we're dying here and across the, the, the air they heard a voice say just let down your buckets You're in the mouth of the mighty Amazon. Fresh water, all that you could drink. Isn't that us? Sometimes we pray to God like we're dying of thirst. And Jesus says, I'm interceding for you. If if you're willing to please me and pray on a daily basis, stay tethered to me, connected You'll remain in Christ. You'll understand your unfolding purpose. You'll be given passion to live out that purpose. And there is this renewable energy of power that can only come from the Holy Spirit. Just let down your prayer bucket and drink deep from the fountain of God's will. So here's how we're closing today. I want you to think of something right now you don't wanna think about. I want you to think of something right now that you've maybe ignored, you've neglected, or you've literally said to God, I'm not interested. I want you to think of an area of your life where God wants to be up in your business and in mine, where he says, I want to move you towards something incredible. But you got to quit fighting against me. Let's not use God's will as a cliche. Let's literally think of the thing that God's brought to mind right now and put it out there so that we can pray God's will be done. And what we're going to do, we're going to pray and we're going to drop our buckets deep into the ocean of God's love and His grace to discover what our next steps are. Let's pray. Father, I got my hands open. I'm thinking right now of some things that I don't want to think about. (laughs) You brought them to mind. Thank you. Thank you. I'm not only going to give thanks. I'm going to be grateful. And God, I don't want your will to be a cliche. I am praying your will be done because I know it's full of purpose. It's inspired by passion and it's empowered, empowered by your love and grace. God, we're not asking that you simply shore us up. We're asking that you transform us. Don't leave us where we're at. Empower us, change us to go to the next level, but we want to be partners, not bystanders. So Father, for all my friends, All this family that's joined us, wherever we need to get in step with you, God, this is it. Help us to understand God's will, your will for us in our lives so that we can remain in Christ. Help us to keep knocking. We're dropping our buckets deep into the ocean of wisdom and grace and love that only you can offer. We ask this in the name of the one who intercedes for us. In the name of Jesus, amen. I love you so much. You're amazing. Wow, let's get ready. Let's buckle up for this great ride and let's begin to move forward and let's hold on to each other and to God. I love you so much. And until we see each other again, take heart and be transformed.